Hi, today we're joined by archaeologist John Freeman, who is running a project called Roots for Roots, um, based in Devon in uh, southwest Britain. Um, and this is a fantastic project um, which has elements of community archaeology in it, people learning about local history and their heritage. And so I'm joined by John. Hi, how are you doing? Welcome. Hello, hello. Thanks very much for having me. You're very welcome. John, this Roots for Roots project sounds really interesting. Can you tell us a bit more about it? Yeah, sure. It's uh, a project designed to engage people and get people involved with um, getting out there and exploring their surroundings, getting out into the countryside on historic routeways, on tracks and lanes and paths, on foot or bicycle, and kind of exploring the landscape and its story as they go through it. Amazing. This sounds really interesting. Before we go on, you mentioned Cliss Valley. Can you explain a bit more about the geography, whereabouts it is, and a bit more about it? Yeah, sure. It's a broad, shallow valley that lies just east of the city of Exeter. Um, it's kind of about 12 miles across, so about 50 square miles, 16 parishes. Um, so a broad, shallow basin. Okay. And um, so this project covers all the, you say, 16 parishes. So there's probably quite a, a lot of people living within the towns and the villages and hamlets. Can you tell us about how you're involving them? Okay, so we're, we're getting them involved with the story of the landscape around them in several different ways. So one thing that we're doing is we're working with the Rambles Association to uh, help them deliver their don't lose your way project in our particular area and that's a project that's designed to find paths that have been lost from the map routes that used to exist that no longer um, that are no longer on the definitive map of public rights of way uh, and this project aims to get those or at least some of those routes put back on the map before 2026 so that's one thing we're delivering but another thing we're doing as well is we've with involvement with the University of Exeter, we're delivering some heritage map roadshows, kind of events in communities around the Clist Valley to get people interested in the historic maps that actually tell the story of the place where they live. And so those were events that were gonna take place face to face, but because of lockdown, we've had to start delivering them online um, as uh, webinar type styled events, but hopefully before the end of the project, we'll actually be able to deliver some of those face to face with Professor Henry French from the University of Exeter. Fantastic. And I believe also um, you've been uh, you had planned to do some guided walks, um, but you've had to go online. So these guided walks are now virtual guided walks. Uh, can you explain a bit more about them? Yeah, so because we weren't able to deliver the walks face to face uh, the way that we had done on a previous project, Great Trees in the Clist Valley, so we, um, uh, rather than give up on the idea of guided walks altogether, I, I came up with the idea maybe we can deliver them as kind of do-it-yourself guided walks, so I'll create a video guide of me guiding people and tell, explaining to people what they would have seen if they were actually there with me. And then accompanying that, a downloadable PDF with a map and a written guide to the things that they can find and see on their walk. And so we've done a couple of those. Um, 
one of which is a short circular walk from the village of Broadclist in the Clist Valley. And that's just a kind of 45, 50 minute walk with all kinds of interesting features to see, like a historic churchyard and a historic mill and water meadows. And the other walk is a much longer route leading from within the city of Exeter, close to the university campus, all the way out to the historic house and estate of Killerton, which is now managed by the National Trust. But this all sounds fantastic, but some people might be thinking, well, I don't live in that area. Um, so why is it still relevant to them? OK, well, many of the things that you will see on the video guides that we've done or on the uh, downloadable PDF written guide, many of those features are common themes in the British landscape and they are features that you will encounter in your own locality. So, for example, old routeways, lanes and hollowways old bridges, uh, historic churches, grand houses with their attendant parkland or Iron Age hill forts. All of those are things that you could encounter in your own locality. So actually, it must have been really um, interesting filming this because it was during lockdown and, and, and whatnot. How did you actually go about making it? Well, yeah, indeed, it was quite tricky because obviously uh, we weren't going to do those films with a huge professional film crew or anything. So uh, the long walk to Killerton, I did entirely on my own uh, and shot parts of it uh, with the camera walking ahead of me, as it were, and parts of it in selfie mode. Um, me just me as a talking head to the camera. And on the other walk, I uh, had the benefit of having an assistant to do the filming of me uh, so I was able to talk and walk uh, with them filming me but yeah it was tricky it was a fun exercise too uh, a big learning curve. Fantastic brilliant so what we can do is we can put the links up to these virtual walks and hopefully people will be able to enjoy them from the comfort of their own armchairs. <laughs> and so what have you got planned for the future then? Okay, so we've got another project uh, waiting to come online. We're just at the process of drawing up a bid for funding for that project, uh, a, a bid to the National Lottery Heritage Fund to bring forward this 25-year vision for a Clist Valley Regional Park, which is all about uh, preserving and enhancing green space east of Exeter in an area that's you know currently seeing um, a lot of new development taking place. That sounds fantastic so you're actually looking to develop an entirely new regional park that's quite ambitious. Yes absolutely I mean there's a five-year action plan to bring that agenda forward and a big part of that will be engaging people with heritage with history and with archaeology because of course this area has a, a, a rich history around those grand houses and their estates that I mentioned, but also, for example, around Exeter Airport, which was a World War II airfield. And there's a whole rich, multicultural, diverse story around uh, around that, dating back to the 1940s. But, well, it sounds really fascinating. Will you let us know how you get on with this project? Yes, absolutely. I'd love to keep you informed. So, you know, we know you as John, the, the archaeologist and project officer, project manager, but I believe in 2012, you were actually the Bard of Exeter. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, uh, you're quite right. I was. Uh, and that came about because 
uh, I had my own heritage theatre company providing storytelling storytelling entertainment for historic properties, people like English Heritage, the National Trust and the Royal Armouries. Um, and while I was doing that, I, I, I got interested in other kinds of performance too, including performance poetry. And as a result of being involved with the local performance poetry scene, I was kind of challenged to take part in this bardic contest to become Bard of Exeter. And in 2012, I won that contest by public vote and was declared Bard of Exeter for a year. Fantastic, that must have been really fun. What kind of things did it entail? There were no official duties uh, during the year of being Bard of Exeter, apart from hosting the next year's contest. But having the title of Bard, you know, is great for promoting one's own performing work uh, during that year when you hold the title. Brilliant. John, uh, it's been really fantastic catching up with you. Fantastic to hear all about this Roots for Roots project um, and about this really exciting forthcoming project. Fingers crossed for that. We look forward to hearing more about it in the future. And uh, very many thanks for joining us today. Oh, well, thanks very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, John. Catch up soon. To ensure you catch all the latest updates, please do subscribe to this channel, follow us on social media, sign up to our newsletter and join us on Patreon.